Hey everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, this is Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How's it going, James? It's going pretty good, man. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, sorry, I just looked down at one of my things I traded that I'll be getting into, and it's eating a fat one. So uh, you want to start this off and go over the trade you got into or exited this week? Yeah, so uh, last week kind of sucked for me on my weeklies. Uh, let me see. Yeah, so on my weeklies, I got hosed pretty bad. Um, let me see some of the stuff that got me. I remember GP ticker GPS or gap burned me. I sold the 22 put and it had some terrible earnings info that came out and, um, kind of some crappy outlook, um, for the near future. So they tanked pretty hard. I think they sold off to like 17 bucks or something like that. Um, so that one burned me pretty good. And then uh, let me see what else bit me here. I'm looking at my assignments. Um, oh, Dollar Tree. Yeah, Dollar Tree just kept cooking. So they got me on the call side. And then Costco went just a little bit in, in the money on me, which wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But I'll kind of explain, you know, why my week was a little worse than I expected it to be. Um, Oh, also Baba. So Alibaba just couldn't get its legs. So um, it blew through my puts. And then Disney also, I don't think they went that far through my short put. But um, then also, this one was kind of surprising to me. Uh, Ticker is Sava. I noticed at the end of regular, or sorry, after hours trading on Friday, they finished right at the money. And I wasn't paying attention like when the market closed to see if they were, you know, just below or just above kind of what the deal was. But um, I I guess they finished on Friday just below 56 because I ended up getting assigned um, on that one. And then, oh, Splunk burned me. They just couldn't get it together. So I think I they blew through a put spread and then I sold another put spread thinking they would bounce and they blew that one up, too. Um, so yeah, on my weekly contracts, I think I had a 10, uh, 10% loss is pretty crappy week, um, as far as the weeklies go. And then one thing that made it even a little worse was, um, I didn't know the markets were closing early on Friday. I mean, I know the markets were closed on Thursday, but then I thought it was regular hours on Friday and it wasn't. So I think it was, uh, one o'clock Eastern which would have been 10 Pacific um, stuff stopped trading. And I think you text me and told me like, Hey, you know, everything's frozen. Everything's dead. You know, I guess the market closed early today and yeah, I didn't close out any of my stuff. So I had several things where my short legs were in the money, but my long legs were not. So I'm like, Oh, great. I'm going to be like short a bunch of stuff and long a bunch of stuff that I wasn't really interested in being short or long. So, um, yeah, I ended up getting short Dollar Tree shares, uh, short Costco shares, and then those were my call sides. And then I ended up being long Baba, uh, long Disney, and then long Sava. 
Um, so yeah, I had all that stuff going on and uh, ended up putting me into a margin call. And I was like, okay, I got to close some stuff out, you know, uh, today just to kind of clear stuff up. And uh, everything worked out really good. Like um, I closed out my Dollar Tree, I think, and my Costco stuff pre-market. Uh, so I got those back. And with the futures ripping, I was kind of like, well, I think some of the stuff is probably going to bounce and probably going to rip pretty good once the market's open. So I think I was still long Bava, Disney, and Sava, and they did. As soon as the market opened, like uh, things were ripping pretty good, so I ended up dumping all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I got rid of all that stuff and uh, cleared out my margin call. And then uh, let me see what I did here. Oh, uh, I went long uh, ticker CHGG or Chegg because I saw them; they were trending. Um, and I made a video for the YouTube channel actually. And then when I pulled up their chart, I was like, man, these guys are beat down like crazy. So I remember I text you and I'm like, I'm going to have to go along this, like <laughs> on the daily chart, they were like, um, I know that was in February. That was a while ago, but they were up at 115. So they drew all the way down from 115 to 24 bucks. And I noticed the RSI was like busted like down at, I think, 15 or something on Friday on the daily chart. So I was just like, oh, man, I'm going to have to make some kind of a play on these guys because this is like such an insane beatdown. And I saw they um, had a price target adjustment. Somebody moved the price target from like 98 or something down to like 46 or 48 or something like that. So it was a pretty big move down in the price target, but still it's like double the price that they're trading at right now. Um, yeah, so yeah, I never I get that when, uh, cause I've had it happen to stuff that I was long too, when something gets a price target adjustment, but it's still trading at almost twice what they're saying that it's worth. And then they have a massive sell off. It's like, okay, it still seems to be a pretty good buy. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking. It's the weird thing about it was, too, it's like, yeah, we don't think it's going to be worth, you know, it's not going to 98 bucks anymore. We think it's only going to go to 40 something, but we're maintaining a buy rating. So I was like, okay, I mean, they still have a buy on it. They just don't think it's going to do as well, you know, as they originally thought or whatever. So kind of seeing that still that price target, like what, 20, 25 bucks away from the current price. And then, um, you know, seeing the RSI on the daily, I was just like, oh, this is like, this thing is beat down so badly. And I think their earnings too, it was already starting to dump. And then after earnings that just created this massive gap down and they continue to bleed. And I was just like, this thing's probably going to bounce here. So I went long shares and then I ended up, they don't have weekly uh, options. So I ended up selling the December monthly. I think the next strike up was the 30 call for like 55 or 60 bucks or something. So I got a little bit um, of protection there, but I kind of didn't, I'm kind of glad they didn't have any strikes closer because I think this thing's going to run a little bit um, pretty soon. I think once it kind of gets its legs and recovers, um, I didn't want to like sell a call just out of the money. Um, but yeah, that was one thing I went long and then um, I also sold a put on GPS or Gap because, you know, you were texting me about it, too. And you're like, yeah, they're kind of finding a bottom there. And it's like, yeah, after moving from like whatever it was, 23, 24 bucks down to 17, like I, 
I feel pretty good about selling a put. And then I also sold a put on space. Um, that was the 15 strike. Um, so I sold a put on space there as well. And then once I cleared up uh, some buying power in that margin call, I actually went long the Dow micro futures because on Friday it was over a 3% dump because of the news about the new variant. And then uh, you had sent me the article, I think yesterday or on Saturday about the, uh, what was it? The symptoms being unusual, but mild. <laughs> you were saying like, well, all time highs on Monday and uh, yeah, everything. Well, not everything, but a lot of stuff, including the indexes just blasted off today. Yeah, that's <laughs> had a fun week. Um, so you were right. I was holding SQQQ shares because I was like, okay, this thing's way too overextended. And we just kept ripping, kept ripping. And I finally decided, uh, I don't know what, I'd have to pull it up, but I uh, ended up just closing it out at a loss. I was like, dude, I'll get back in when this thing actually decides to start retracing. And sure enough, the day after I closed them out, we had that fat dump and uh, I didn't get back in. I was like, I'm not touching this thing for now. This is, you know, just a stupid dump. It's probably going to rebound. I'm going to wait until there's an actual like downtrend that starts to get back into triple leverage short stuff. Um, Again, you had that play on uh, Gap GPS and I had a play as well, but mine, I had sold calls. Uh, going into earnings and I still had a lot of room if they would have had good earnings I think I still would have been safe but you know as we know they just sold off super hard so I went max profit on those uh, when that news came out of the new variant and the market started dumping I sold my AMC shares because I you know okay new variant what are they gonna here come the lockdowns again and AMC is gonna go to zero again maybe I'll pick up shares at five bucks and hold on to them this time um, and then I had a vertical that I sold on Dick Sporting Goods, and that one's looking great. Uh, I sold the call spread that expires this Friday, and they just kept on dumping, or they dumped like almost 5%, I believe, today. So that's looking great. And then I just now, before we started this, because we're filming, or filming, recording this a day late, this uh, Monday, I actually went long shares of BFRI. And that's the stock that I made a video on the YouTube channel about. And they were trading at, just let me pull it up. Trading at just a few bucks. Yeah, they were trading at like 250 And then an analyst came out and said he's putting a price target of 20 bucks on it. And it's this uh, bio company. It's like uh, dermatology. And... They're having earnings tomorrow. They're having earnings and a conference call tomorrow, which I don't know. It just it feels weird to me that they've been trading for less than or almost exactly a month, and they're already having earnings and a conference call. I don't know why you would be doing that unless you had good news. Like you're not. I don't see any other company that's required to have earnings after one month. So, hoping it's one hundred percent a gamble. Uh, so I went long shares with them hoping that it is good news along with that price target. And we see even more of a massive rip than we have, you know, they gave back like 10% today, but they've just been on a crazy tear uh, after that stupid uh, price target came out. So 
Hopefully, we'll find out tomorrow uh, pre-market whether it was a, a good gamble or not. Yeah, man, just pulling up their daily right now, and it looks like they pumped up like above 10 bucks and then got stomped down pretty bad. So there's like a nasty wick sticking out there. Um, pull up the shorter time frame just to see. Yeah, so on the like the 15 minute, they're right in pretty low. Um, so yeah, hopefully they kind of bounce back and start to rip on news. Yep. <laughs> well, like I said, we'll find out pre-market tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, what topic did you want to go over this week? Well, since it just happened to me this past week and, you know, I wasn't paying attention to the special hours around holidays, this is like a super, you know, simple topic, but definitely fresh in my mind and something that recently happened is definitely just knowing the hours, the special hours around holidays. Because, um, you know, of course, I knew the market was closed on Thursday um, for Thanksgiving, but I just thought it was a normal trading day the next day. And that's when I had all that stuff um, open that I didn't close out. And then it ended up, you know, I was, ended up being short shares. I didn't want to be short and then I ended up being long shares. I didn't want to be long. Um, so, yeah, definitely just knowing those uh, special hours around holidays is definitely important, especially if you are doing options, um, you know, doing things like spreads, because that's what, you know, got me is I had, you know, things would have been, uh, like deep in the money, both legs in the money, it wouldn't have been a big deal on a lot of those trades. You know, they just would have kind of canceled each other out. They would have been max loss, um, which happened on a couple of those. I think Splunk was the one that blew me up good. And then I think there was a dollar, one dollar tree spread that may have been both legs in the money. Um, so those, you know, didn't end up with me getting shares or being short shares, but you know, those other trades did. Um, so yeah unless you're okay with those kinds of things happening uh you know you just need to really be aware and you know this is this is something that i'm always looking at on a normal uh trading day where the market closes at a normal time which would be like 4 p.m eastern or 1 p.m pacific time um you know this is something i'm dealing with every week or every month um where i'm going in and closing out trades if like only my short leg is in the money and my long leg is not in the money and i don't actually want to be assigned any shares i'm doing this on a regular basis anyways with some of my weekly contracts or some of my monthly contracts so um yeah if you don't have any interest in actually getting the shares and then having to deal with it um then yeah just you know, knowing those special hours can definitely save you a little bit of trouble. I mean, nothing really bad happened to me. It's not like one of those stocks made a huge move and I lost a bunch of money or anything. Uh, everything kind of worked out fine. But imagine if one of those stocks would have came out with some bad news, like um, something that I was long. Let's just say like a terrible news story came out about Disney or something. Um, like they're shutting down all the parks due to the new variant or something and Disney just tank. Like I could have lost a lot of money there. So, um, yeah, things worked out pretty good, but uh, it's not always going to work out that way. Yeah, it's definitely important to know it with options for sure, uh, the special hours. And I didn't even realize it was closing early on uh, Friday, which was weird because normally I see, you know, I'll get the news alerts. And I didn't get anything about that. That's why when I texted you, I was like, uh, 
is my TD frozen or what the hell's going on? I, you know, because I, I was looking at the, my uh, Dick's play at the time because I had submitted the order uh, to sell the call spread and it got filled and I didn't realize it. Uh, I was out and about and my phone went off. I didn't realize I got filled and then, you know, pulled up my P&L and I'm like, ah, crap. I got filled on dicks and now they're ripping. <laughs> um, so I looked at the price action and it was just, you know, nothing was moving. So uh, that's why I text you and you were like, ah, crap. Yep. Market closed early. Yeah. It's um, unless you're doing something like if you're selling like naked puts or cash secured puts or something like that, and you're looking to run the wheel, then it's not going to be that big of a deal. You know, the thing falls through, you get assigned the shares and then you, you know, you grab the shares and then maybe you start selling covered calls. If you're looking to do things like that, it's definitely not as big of a deal, but yeah, if you're doing spreads, like I had a lot of spreads open. Um, yeah, definitely not <laughs> how I saw stuff playing out. And if I would have known, um, you know, of the early close, I would have definitely closed out all that stuff. I would have freed up a lot of buying power and I would have been long the Dow futures on Friday because I know they were already down like two and a half, two point seven percent. And I was already like in that price. I mean, even with the story not coming out yet about the new variant, not really being a big deal. Like at first everybody was freaking out. And then, you know, today everybody's like, yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. Like no need to freak out. Like I was already liking the 2.5, 2.7% dump. And then geez, seeing how it closed over 3% down, I wouldn't have been in the situation where I was just waiting until Monday to get rid of my margin call and have my buying power freed up so I could go out and make that trade. So like, that's another thing too. It can hinder you uh, from getting into maybe some type of after hours or futures trade or something. If you're just stuck waiting for, you know, you to be shorted the stock, you to be long the stock, and then you can't dump it until pre-market um, unless you're trading something like, um, you know, DIA or SPY, you can kind of do those 24-hour tickers and get rid of those a little bit earlier. But, you know, if it's just normal stock, you're waiting until Monday pre-market at the earliest to dump that stuff. So, yeah, it might put you in a situation where maybe your uh, capital or your buying power is tied up and you can't get into a trade that you really want to get into. Yeah, you said something there that uh, I wanted to touch on as well, and it's when you're trading uh, spreads, how, you know, everyone says, you know, you're buying this for protection, you know, you're capping your max loss and stuff like that. Uh, but if you do end up in a situation where you have the capital in your account where, you know, your short legs in the money and your long isn't, then they are going to either you're going to be short those shares or long those shares if you don't close your stuff out. It's not a big deal if you don't have the capital because your broker is going to close it out for you. Yeah, so that's a good point there, too. Um, just about if you don't, you know, if you're trading something that's like really high priced or something, and you don't have the capital in your account to actually be short the shares or be long the shares. Um, then, yeah, you don't really have to worry about it. Um, you know, that's something that you don't even have to think about uh, versus, yeah, if, like you had the capital in there. Um, and, yeah, what they do is they just 
don't really they let you get in the margin call they don't you know as long as you can have like uh enough capital in there to um have the shares in there and go into a margin call um they're just gonna you know have that happen now i've seen it before sometimes too where they will if you don't have enough capital in there i think i was trading uh what was it ticker bkng booking i think recently all right so i was in that situation where i don't i didn't have enough equity or enough capital in my account so they just did a margin sellout order because they knew if they would have let me be i don't remember if i would have been long or short those shares but they were just like yeah dude you don't have enough capital in your account we're closing this position like there's nothing you can do about it and it like shows it on the order it's like an mso order in td and when you click on it it's like you can't do anything about this <laughs> like we're closing this position out sorry bud i mean i guess that would be like kind of similar to maybe pen risk or something where they're just going in and closing out that trade and you don't have any control over it yeah uh which just happened to me i believe i had a margin sell about a year ago and i was the order just showed up on my order like it didn't get filled immediately and I was like trying to cancel them. I'm like, dude, what the hell's going on here? So I ended up having to call TD. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> this thing's going to get filled. You don't have enough money to be trading. I don't, I want to say it was, I had some future contracts open. And uh, they were like, no, no, no. We're, we're closing this out. It's getting a little, a little choppy. Yeah. So that's one thing, too. If you don't want to deal with um, some of that stuff, you may be able to trade some tickers that are just priced so high, like maybe an Amazon or a Google or something. You know, if you don't have enough capital in there uh, to be short or long 100 shares of that, then you don't have to worry about it. They're probably going to do that margin sellout order. Um, I wouldn't like recommend uh you know, being in that situation where you're regularly just, you know, they're closing stuff out for you with like pen risk or, you know, margin sellout orders, but it is something that would take your worry away. I'm like, you wouldn't even have to worry about it. Yeah. And we've talked about it before. I think that's something that's a little daunting to people when they start trading options is, you know, they look at something, you know, like a Google or Amazon or something. They're like, oh my God, I control a hundred shares of this. You know, what if something goes wrong? And your broker's not going to let much go wrong. Like you might lose the money on the spread or, you know, whatever it is, but you're not going to be, you know, $300,000 in debt. Like your broker's not going to let it happen. Yeah, exactly. If it's just, you know, too much capital or too much risk for your account, they're going to, they're going to mitigate it. And, you know, they don't want to be in some kind of a crazy situation either. Unless you're Robin Hood, then they kind of, encourage it and they let you sell like four thousand box spreads or whatever that one thing was <laughs> all right man uh did you have any tickers you were looking at getting into this week um probably just some of my normal monthly stuff uh let me see what i did i did some i didn't mention it but i did something today for the january's i'm working on my january positions um i sold a put on kre I believe this is like a regional banking ETF or something. Um, so I sold a put there for the January monthlies. Uh, let me see what else. Because I did, I think, Jets on Friday, then KRE. Oh, great, the Qs. Well, 
Cues are coming up on the all-time high again. So I might do a call spread for January um, since they're kind of riding high again. Um, I've got 408 short call for December uh, right now. So y'all probably take a look at the call side on the cues for January and then SMH, these guys have been ripping like crazy. My December, my original December call spread is deep in the money. My short call is 285. My long call is 290. So I'm kind of hoping they die soon. But since they're ripping so hard, I'll probably sell a call spread on SMH uh, for January monthlies. And then also uh, SPY. That's another one. Uh, take a look here. I know they're probably near let me see near all-time high let me see yeah a little bit away from it there though looks like the high is 473 they're floating like 465 right now so i might go call side on spy as well for january nice all right yeah i just had uh two that i'm kind of looking at bullishly and bearishly so on the bear side i'm waiting for uh ticker krg to see if this like $20 level is going to hold. Uh, had some big fat candles the past on Friday, and you know, they well, we had that market gap down, and then today looks like buyers tried to step in and just got smashed. So, uh, I'm gonna hold, see if $20 holds on these guys. I don't think it will, so I'm gonna go uh, probably selling calls on them, and then for the bull side i have a uh, ticker ibb which is the uh biotech etf so i just you know with this new variant and everything uh they gapped up when the market was selling off they actually gapped up and they kind of gave it all back today but uh I just, all these news stories about you know even if you're vaccinated every everyone needs to get a booster and you know stuff like that so i don't think you know, pharma's given up anything at this point. So, you know, looks like it's time for them to start ripping again. I put a price target of at least 164 on them, see if they can break that level and go hit a freaking all-time high again. Yeah, I'm taking a look and now, and it looks like the high on the daily chart was 177. So, um, yeah, they definitely made a pretty big move down uh, since getting up there. Um yeah, I wish my, uh, let me see what I had here for, yeah, I wish my biotech ETF XBI would get out of the dumpster, man. I've got one spread with both legs in the money for December, and then my other spread, the short leg just went a little bit in the money. I wish they would kind of get out of the dumpster and start rallying again. I got until December 17th. You know, with all this uh, booster shot stuff and new variants and all that stuff, I, I guarantee biotech starts having a nice little pump because I believe, I don't think they came out with it yet, but uh, is it Moderna or Merck and Pfizer working on the whatever COVID pill, whatever the hell it is. And then, you know, booster, sh like I say, all this COVID crap is it's not going away, so uh, especially going into, you know, December and January where it's cold and everyone's getting sick anyways. Uh, I, yeah, I think biotech's going to start making a move up. Yeah, you know whose chart is ridiculous is Moderna. Um, 
they hit that bottom around 220 and they have just been screaming like those are some insane moves what's their ticker mrna you know what probably man i feel like selling a call spread on these guys i mean this is ridiculous holy crap Look at that, near 225. Now they're at 368 in pretty much a week. Well, they kind of consolidated around, I don't know, like 350-ish. Mm-hmm. Kind of chopped around for a while, then had that ridiculous gap down, gap down, going into earnings, and then found a bottom almost immediately, and then gap up, gap up. So, yeah, they now they broke through that 350 level. Well, price target 460. Yeah, I mean, they got a ways to run. Um, but yeah, they're just on an insane run right now. All right, man. That's all I had. Cool. Yeah, I don't think I had anything else. Oh, I don't remember if I did it last week, but the website I ended up, uh, I don't remember if I actually did it last week, but I uh, went over on the website, changed some stuff, and added a bunch of. Uh, labels and a couple of um lower uh studies and stuff so you know if you guys want to go check that stuff out if you use uh, thinkorswim it's wstrades.com uh just go over to the downloads tab we got a whole bunch of stuff over there now so you guys definitely make sure you check it out and our youtube page all right man i guess i'll uh see you next week all right man catch you later Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos so you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to wstrades.com. Thanks again.